This is Flint Nagel with the Dallas Renegades, and this is the XFL Show. Football fans, this is for the love of football. This is the road to 2022, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. It's morphin' time! Because we got the XFL's answer to the Green Ranger. A running back so explosive that he had some defenses in 2020 screaming, ay, 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 ay! This is episode 148. This is exciting, Bryant, because we got Mr. Excitement on the show. Mr. Excitement, Martez Carter is going to be on the show today. Yes, we hinted at it a little bit earlier this week. We said that Mr. Excitement was going to be on the show, and he will be. Uh, so we're happy to have him. That was a lot of fun, man. I was one of the. I miss doing interviews. We used to do the good crisp interview every single week, and now uh, I feel like we got to go back to it because it was it was great to talk to one of the players, especially the the crowd pleaser. Mystery. Oh, the 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 one of the most charismatic XFL players uh, in 2020. Big game, big interviews, big personality on the show today. Just as you see him there flexing, he's going to flex with us, talk some XFL 2020, what he's up to, what he thinks of XFL 2022 from a player's perspective. You're going to get some insight from one of the coolest guys I think in the league this past year so that's going to be a lot of fun coming up good crisp interview like bryant said and that'll be in the hot read a little bit later bryant but we have some some other stuff to take care of this week we've got a dink and dunk around the league seven two four five six five is the number to call seven two four five six five four xfl i only gave half the number because i had to get it up there these gimmicks we ended up buying just because you need to remember the number that's been the same. I do. We exact. literally only have these graphics, not for to make the show look any better. That doesn't matter. So I could remember the number because there's like nine other. I, I want to say eight, six, seven, five, three, two, whatever it is, the song. I want to call Jenny, but call us seven, two, four, five, six, five, four XFL. That's the number. Eight, eight six, seven, XF- five, three, oh, nine, four, one, that's two. Hail to pick. All right. At XFL show is the, is the social media handle. You could hit us up on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. You can get other stuff on Twitter that we're going to tell you about in just a moment, but interact with us. That's what we do. Brian doesn't want me to get, let the cat out of the bag, the holiday present. We have a present that we're getting giveaway basically, right? Is that what we're about to announce right now? Is that now? Can I do it now? No, no, no. Is that right hold now? On, hold on, hold on. Go to at XFL show. If you, by the time you listen to the show, if you go to at XFL show, you'll know what we're talking about. So you don't have to wait for like another two minutes. But first, I want to talk about our awesome sponsors, Alan. That's that's for sure. Talk about an exciting show. You got Mr. Excitement. You've got a big holiday announcement. And you've got pretty easy podcasts coming at you. And you got prettyeasypodcast.com, the place to go. That's who's bringing you today's show. Prettyeasypodcast.com. What do they do there? Well, they help you. Yes, you. You could be a podcaster just like us. You go to prettyeasypodcast.com. You inquire. You say, hey, I want to start a podcast in the very, very simple contact us section. And they provide you with an amazing producer, Bryant. An amazing producer to help you get your podcast off the ground. Because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Oh, I don't want to get want you to get to it just yet. I wanted you oh, to sorry. say how easy it is, though. That's the catchphrase. It is easy, isn't it? I well, mean, the look, catchphrase is easy, which you know that means that this is easy, easy, pretty easy podcast. Come on, they do the show. It, it's it's simple. It's it's like ridiculous. Everyone's like, "Oh, podcasting! You must be, you know, all sort sort of technical wizards and whatnot." Man, we're just some goofballs hanging out on our computers, but with pretty easy podcasts, we're able to sound and look great. 
and, and be the original official XFL show. And you could t- do it too and do any kind of show. PrettyEasyPodcast.com. Now you can hit them with the catchphrase. They make podcasting uh, pretty easy. I, I got to say one thing though, because <laughs> I have some insight on on what you're doing, even though our viewers you know, only see the, the overlay, the ad for the Pretty Easy Podcast. You're very into this. You're, you're not on camera because you're off camera, but you're but you're just very passionate about pretty. Wait, stuff. no one saw me during that that whole no, ad. That no. was the best part. <laughs> no one saw you. They shut my. Your excitement. That's, though, the banner is more important the, than my was off the charts. My facial expressions, but that's called selling, kid. Welcome to the business. All right, now we can dink and dunk at XFL show. We are we are there all the time talking XFL with you, and we're going to be there next Friday, Bryant, doing something pretty special. You're the one that pushed me to do it, so you can make the announcement. I feel like we're giving back. You know, we, we, we've been here a long time. We've had a lot of fun with a lot of our fans, and I think for this holiday season, being that it's the uh, first night of Hanukkah on this recording, right? Am I, I got that right, Alan? And Christmas is only so far away. Mm-hmm. We are going to be live this Friday. Well, I guess next Friday, depending on when you're listening. This Friday uh, for our next episode, episode 149, will be live. Uh, we're going to take your questions. It's all about you. Uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. YouTube, Twitter. I think we'll, we'll swing Instagram. I don't know. I'm going to try to get Alan to do Facebook. We'll see if we can get him to do Facebook. But we will be live. Uh, so, so stop by. Instagram Junior. Instagram Junior. No, <laughs> we'll be Twitter for sure. We'll be on YouTube. I'm trying to get Bryant to start a Twitch. That's what we're, we everyone wants to see. And then we can play Blood Bowl on other week, off weeks. That's what they, they've been clamoring for. <laughs> or maybe Mutant Football League. See if they like that. I don't know. All I know is that, yes, it's right there in the banner. Live episode next Friday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m., Pacific, YouTube and Twitter for sure, maybe some other platforms if we so choose. But those are the main ones. Follow at XFL Show on Twitter. YouTube channel is youtube.com slash this is the XFL Show. Subscribe, and we're going to be live, and we're going to have fun with you. We're going to have special guests, hopefully some guests. One one guest, although I wouldn't, I don't know if we call it a guest. We'll see. It's a, a a great personality injecting some life into the show, just like Mr. <laughs> Excitement will today. And you, that's the best part about it. It's the holidays. We're giving back to you. So this is your chance to interact live with the show. Ask whatever the hell you want to ask. Bring whatever up whatever you want to bring too. up. Yeah. Make comments. We're going to react to them. We're just going to have a fun kind of hanging out live with you type show. Pretty casual. Just just like hanging out for the holidays. We can't have a holiday party. We would have had the company party. We would have had the the original official XFL podcast company holiday party by now, Bryant. But it can't happen anywhere except Twitter and YouTube. So we're planning we're on having do. something like this for the championship game in Houston. Fortunately, that didn't happen, but we're pushing it now. We're going to have it. December 18th, we'll be live for episode 149. This is for you. Oh, I might have just figured out the name. For that episode. This is for you. This is your show. You mama. Okay, more <laughs> dinking and dunking with that big announcement out of the way. Um, did you see the Steelers lose their first game of the year? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and did you see Logan Thomas, who used to be a quarterback in college, dominate that game in tight end for the Washington football team? And remember, just a few weeks ago, we were laughing about quarterbacks trying out as tight ends in the NFL. Talking about Tyree Jackson, Nick Fitzgerald. I'm all for that now. I'm now a believer. (laughs) Ex-quarterbacks can play tight end in the NFL. Give Tyree Jackson his shot after what I saw Logan Thomas do. I am all for having a position player be a quarterback in his earlier career. I think we saw that with the Ravens. So I think it's always a good idea to have somebody who played quarterback at some point in their lives uh, playing a, a position that of skill, tight end, wide receiver, running back, whatever. Um, Dude was everywhere. Know. He was. He dominated. It's the reason you lost that game, right? Yeah, that, and also like the Steelers have like fourteen drops among 
all their skill players of the last two games, and ha- more than half of them were in that game. It was very ugly that game. And now uh, does Cleveland actually, catch steal the Steelers? Ooh. No, it's not Another happening. Podcast. Different podcast. Let's move on. Just wanted to shout out Tyree Jackson, who again I think had another tryout. I forget which team I read. Man, it's tough to keep up. Shout out to Mike Mitchell, who keeps up with all that stuff, and mm-hmm. that's where I read it. A uh, friend of the show who basically has his tab- the tabs on every single XXFL player who's <laughs> come through the NFL or even had a tryout in the I NFL. I want to know so. what his Google alerts are to get all those alerts on time. I know. Mine are pretty – mine are pretty, mine are, uh, honestly kind of repetitive. No, they're just annoying because they're repetitive. And I still sometimes have to go seek out uh, other stuff that I don't get in my alerts. But uh, thank goodness for Mike Mitchell's Twitter – and uh, keeping tabs on some ex-players. And, of course, thank goodness for us for being uh, nosy and bugging people like Mr. Excitement. We just straight up hit him up on Twitter. I believe we booked this interview. DM yeah. said, dude, you got to come on the show. We're looking for some ex-players to come on the show. And that was the first guy we thought of because, I mean, the, the camera was like a magnet to Mr. Excitement with the Wildcats. And it's going to be a lot of fun people hearing that interview coming up here, Brian. But we have a couple quick tidbits to get through before we talk to Mr. Excitement, if you are ready. Let's do it. Let's proceed with this week's cover two. Step up, step up, step up. Back pylon, back pylon. Be careful, be careful. Oh, she's Bobies. She's Bobies, Pep Hamilton. She's Bobies indeed because... The rampant speculation just by seeing a man wearing a pullover this week on XFL Twitter and Reddit in particular to me was pretty silly just because you see the old ball coach wearing a Dallas Renegades pullover right there, Bryant. You see it next to Dan Mullen does not mean he's going to coach in the XFL in 2022. But everybody was talking about that. And I was more concerned with the OBC wearing shades indoors than him wearing a Renegades pullover. <laughs> but a lot of people talking about that that picture that's up on the screen right this week. Alan, you have – I mean, look. Look it, look it up close and personal. That is a Dallas oh. Renegades jacket. And he's he holding up a – You can't even tequila? order that anymore. I didn't even see that on the shop. Well, I don't know. That might be tequila, bourbon maybe. Is that a Maybe tiny ginger ale? Now, do you think he's I, just friends with Bob Stoops and that's why he has that jacket? Yeah, I'm sure he was cool with Bob Stoops or Hal Mummy. I mean, some whatever. I mean, it's, it's a, who, who wouldn't want a Dallas Renegades pullover? They're cool. Cool logo. I mean, he's probably got friends there, too. I don't know. All I know is that it's just because he's wearing... I'm. I'm wearing a, a hail to pit shirt. Doesn't mean I'm going back to pit for a third time for another degree. Almost. This, this, that, that would just be speculation. Uh, <laughs> I'm concerned with the sunglasses now. That's gimmick infringement. And I have something to say on behalf of Jerry Glanville, Steve Spurrier. Step off. That's not your that's not your gimmick. That's not your look. I know, I know Steve Spurrier's worn shades at like the Arby's. He's got that, but it's bright in there. This looks like it's dark. It's Wait, probably why is it bright inside of an of Arby's? The they got those fluorescent light, like my like the office <laughs> I'm in right now. This is like, I feel like I'm in an Arby's. Oh, but man, that's gimmick infringement, old ball coach. And I don't they're expect to see you. They're not. It's not as cool as those are. Like actually, more like maybe he just had cataract surgery. <laughs> type glasses. I don't know. They're like covering the sides too. Um, no, he will not be coaching the Dallas Renegades. I put that at 0%, <laughs> 0% for Steve I, Spurrier's yeah. Well, odds. you didn't even ask the question, but yeah, that's fine. A 0% chance that he actually um, coaches in the XFL, I think. I'm with you there, Alan. Uh, real quick question on this though. Is it more silly to leave the mask on when you're taking a picture or let it hang from one ear? Um, I, I think hanging from one ear, I mean, that, that, that looks goofy. We know Dan Mullen doesn't give a rat's ass about masks. So he said as much he's, and so I'm just surprised they're even near his face in this picture at all. And, uh, 
hopefully Steve Spurrier is all right being near Dan Mullen, who I was all around all sorts of people as a as an active college coach right now. That's that looks like a dangerous scenario for a guy of Steve Spurrier's advanced age, who again that reason not even being the major factor. I bet he wants to still coach, but I don't know. I just don't see it happening in 2022. Although I, I would imagine the swagger of Spurrier would attract Dwayne, the rock Johnson and company. And they would want a guy like that at the helm of a team. But I just don't think he has it in him anymore, but he had the Apollos He's coached. going, but he that coached was... two years ago. Apollos, yeah, seven and zero, eight and zero, seven, eight. I forget how many games he did. Seven, seven and zero. But was he? How active was he in that? And I, I don't know. I don't feel like the AAF coaches were as active and involved in the league as well. The we all XFL know Mike Martz coaches. didn't even want to be there. Like that was just yeah. <laughs> Alan, I, I'm having too much like fun with this zoom in. Look at those shoes. Coach Spurrier with the nice, I think those are Asics. He's zooming in on, all, on this whole, this uh, is, this, all right, this is going to break like, this down. This is, yeah. this is getting what, way, way too much like, like we're looking at like a J, the JFK, it's a Pruder film or something and analyzing every angle. Oh, I see Get an S in the back, Alan. Did you see that? Let's talk about back. it. Maybe act- he's going to, maybe he's coaching, uh, maybe he's going to coach Stanford. The- <laughs> let's, the, let's, at, let's move on to an active coach. The Dragons. A coach. Part two of the cover two here, uh, a coach that is probably going to be coaching in 2022 in the XFL. We don't know, but the news coming out from Dennis Dodd of CBS this week, that Jonathan Hayes, the former Battle Hawks head coach, is interviewing or has interviewed for the vacant Vanderbilt job, Brian, and the Vanderbilt job become an open after Derek Mason was fired seven losing seasons there. Although to his credit beat Tennessee three times in a row, uh, but he's no longer there. It's the toughest job in the sec. It's a job you take where, you know, you're going to be the, the doormat of the conference, but Jonathan Hayes coming from the XFL an sec head coaching job would be pretty awesome. Uh, but, Interesting. Does he is he a a real candidate? Or are they going to go with someone who's maybe hotter on the market from from a coordinator spot at another school? He's coming from the XFL, pretty high profile. But is it as high profile as someone coming from I don't know a Big Twelve school? Uh, I don't know. Uh, all I know is that if I'm Jonathan Hayes, I don't. I, he interviewed for it, so he obviously wants it. But I wouldn't want this job. This is like one of the hardest jobs in all of college football. And he is, he's definitely going to be a head coach. He should be a head coach. He's not going to get an NFL head coaching job, most likely. He can get a mid-major head coaching job, which I think would be a little more fun, probably a lot less lucrative. But I feel like if you're look, your ultimate goal is to be a big-time Power 5 head coach or a NFL head coach, this job at Vanderbilt is super tough. James Franklin propelled himself to Penn State from it, but other than that, I don't know. And as an XFL fan, I'm hoping Jonathan Hayes is back and involved, but as one of the creditors, he might have a sour taste in his mouth from his time with the Battle Hawks, not because of St. Louis or anything, just because with how the league went bankrupt. But interesting to see an XFL's coach, an XFL coach's name in the news this week, Bryant, pursuing a pretty high profile job here in Vanderbilt. I mean, the man has a reputation, right? He, he was in Cincinnati for so many years. He's, he's been a coach. I think he, he got his real first crack at head coach, right? With the battle Hawks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. He did a great job uh, with Jordan Tamu and, and, and company. I think, <clears throat> I mean, do you think he can hold on to that position if he gets it at Vanderbilt? Like how long do you think he'd hold on to that position for? It's that that job is so literally. Or do you think one he's holding on our, to hope that he's going to get the XFL job back because he actually does want to go back? He's not holding any grudges against. Okay, them. all right, you don't need to do it anymore. I know what you're doing here, Coach Hayes. He held, yeah, la la la. Every uh, except what? that Coach Hayes. Coach Hayes held me every single down when we played back in the day with the Raiders and the Chiefs. Now that that's out of the way, <laughs> I know that's 
We had to get that in, in there. Listen but honestly, holding on to the Vanderbilt job for seven years the way Derek Mason did is like as good as they could hope for to have a guy stick around that long and be kind of competitive. And as long as a guy can hope to have that job without getting fired and them getting antsy and wanting a new person in there. So it's a job you're always – that is always a job you take in hopes of impressing another school. That's the reality of the Vanderbilt job. So – he has these options. Try to go that James Franklin route. Hold off and become an assistant in the NFL. Come back to the XFL or just stay out of football and be an NBA dad. And Jonathan Hayes does not want to do that because he has way too much football coaching left in him. He's, you know, he's only 58. And I know that sounds old, but for coaching, you know, he, he's got another, what, 10, sounds 12. Old. No, we're not, 10, that far, we're not that far from 58. Don't say that. Scare me. <laughs> I said for coaching. I mean, I mean Alan, you're anyway. you blinking 20 years. Once you hit your 30s, you know, you blink 20 years will be gone, especially you. You got a kid. You're going to you're going to be right there. Got you. always got to check who's watching the kid during the show, too. I always forget. We got to take this um, one one day at a time, especially on this road to 2022. But for Jonathan Hayes, so many years of coaching left. I'm hoping they're in the XFL. I would put that percentage really low and i would put the percentage that he is coaching a mid-major college team at that my highest percentage i don't know what number i'll throw a number at like 55 percent. that's where i put that rating at but vanderbilt does he get the vanderbilt job from what i've been reading no it looks like they are going to try to get a little bit of a splashier higher within the sec ranks uh they have got a chancellor or head of the university who's really trying to invest in in sports and and football and the embarrassing state that they're in right now kind of compared to the rest of the conference. So Jonathan Hayes, I think, could turn that team around, um, be competitive, but I just don't see it happening. I don't know the kind of connections he has in the SEC, but from every all the rumor, SEC rumors that I used to be tapped into hosting – radio in in louisiana from what i've read not a top candidate but a candidate nonetheless he could always impress right because he came out of nowhere probably one of the nicest coaches in terms of how he dealt with us and just everyone in general he's a big man too huge huge individual he's huge he didn't he he did not uh threaten to beat us up for eavesdropping on his meetings or uh being at his practice and talking to people we shouldn't be. Um, so that was nice. And he never bear hugged me, ever. Who did that? You want it? Down. I'm, I'm going to give it to you right now. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. But some of my favorite Jeez coaches rice. bear hug. Some of my favorite head true. coaches bear hugged me. Uh, but the, we'll the keep an eye out. Did on... didn't make it down to location unknown. No, it's not. An, I said I'm in Miami. Everyone knows this. Well, I'm, know. World tra- I'm not allowed to be home in 2020. <laughs> it's like the opposite for everyone else. Stay I, at somebody else's where I'll be next. Got it. Yes. And uh, what, so, what do you put? What are you putting it at? What do you think he's going to end up? You think he'll get a? You're going to predict Vanderbilt head coach? What I don't think I predict Hayes Vanderbilt. I don't know enough about the situation to say that he would be. I mean, I could definitely see him impressing the Vanderbilt. You know, someone says, hey, you should interview Jonathan Hayes. And they're like, okay, we'll bring him in for an interview. And then he can totally impress them. But does he want to do the work that goes on with college football? He hasn't been in college football in, what, almost 15 years, something like that. So is that is that the route he wants to take or does he want to go back to the pros? So I don't know if I said it on this one or on our Hail to Pit podcast I do with our good friend Vince and, and his wife Pam. Uh, but – I might have said it on this show. Why would you want to be a college football coach this day and age unless they're throwing millions of dollars at you and you are going to make so much less money at another school or at another I'm, I'm sorry, job? Sorry. Millions of dollars. And millions of dollars. Really? Because this is like a really stressful job. So much. There's somebody you have to please. So many people you have to please. You have to also the grind of just going through a season. Not to mention, oh, a pandemic. 
Like, I do not envy any head coaches you in college recruit, this year. You got boosters. You got the administration. The, the changing landscape of college Where sports. Where students with, land in, in, in a ranking play, of people you have to please at a college program? Oh, bottom. The like very you're, bottom. You're, 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 I, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, you're, you're athletes. You're, you're, you're players. Probably at the bottom. Ed Orgeron and LSU just lost the highest rated tight end ever to come out of co- high school. They just left the program, and that is like number four hundred and thirty-six on his like things to worry about the most list right now at LSU. Out of four hundred, they're the defending, and they're the defending champions. I wouldn't want to be a college. You think, head coach. You think Ed? You think Coach O is on the hot seat right now? No, no. I'd, I don't. I wouldn't put anyone on the hot seat this year. He isn't especially. They're not going to do that to him. The man's going through personal turmoil you know a divorce and all that and then the team getting hit with players leaving from leaving for the nfl and the pandemic leaving. like he's gonna get he's getting a, a mulligan year a buy year essentially but after all next this year is to lead he, to two, why we don't think he's gonna be in, he being jonathan hayes is not gonna be in college football yeah oh that's i'm just i, I, I think advise, i put better chances than you him. would of him returning I don't think he's holding grudges. I think he just wants the money. He's a good guy. He's trying to get what they can out of this lawsuit. Fine, but I don't think he's holding a grudge. I don't. He doesn't look. He doesn't seem like the man that will hold a grudge from what we from what we dealt with him. No, I don't think it's a grudge issue. It's definitely looks like it's a a fiscal of- decision, a, a money decision to go after the, this kind of job. This is a big job, but it's gonna get you're gonna get paid. I think they said Derek Mason's leaving with like three and a half million this year. And Vanderbilt's never on TV. How do they make that much money? It's Vanderbilt. They got some, some very pricey school there. Are they good in anything other than I've realized women's soccer that they just won the national title, but I don't know where else yeah. they're good at. Oh, baseball. Um, and, and I think medicine. I think it's a good medicine school, I want to say. Could be wrong. Could be and wrong. I, anyway. I, co- I covered the SEC thoroughly for three years, but... I'll tell you, never Vanderbilt. Uh, baseball, a little baseball. They're, I said they're baseball. good in baseball. Yeah, they have. I, I'm rooting not against him not getting this job for, like, I want him to succeed and be happy. I like Jonathan Hayes, but selfishly, I don't want him to be the coach at Vanderbilt. I want to see him in a different spot, hopefully in the pros. And by the pros, I mean the XFL in 2022. But that's selfish thinking, and we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. NBA dad currently and future head coach somewhere, Jonathan Hayes, interviewing for the Vanderbilt job. All right, Bryant, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's set this thing up. Mr. By God Excitement. There he is. He's coming up here in just a moment. We're going to toss it to the hot read, but real quick, the game this man had, Against the DC defenders, it was. I'd say maybe not like statistically the best individual performance anyone had all year um, in the short season of the XFL in 2020. That that goes to Cam Phillips or PJ Walker with Houston statistically, but in terms of entertainment, in terms of what the XFL was all about, in terms, of, in terms of what we were expecting from this league, like no man in one night did it, did, did everything we were looking for the way Mr. Excitement did it on that night. Mm. I'm going to have to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. Who else was cutting Power arguably, Ranger promos, doing backflips and scoring touchdowns? No, arguably the most iconic game overall. Matt McGloin. But that's for the wrong reasons. No, it's for the reasons the XFL did what it did. I come on, you have to agree. That's that on the negative of, end. There's that's there's the negative at this end and this end aren't aren't opposite ends when it comes to entertainment. You're telling me what happened with Matt McGloin was not it was not entertaining. Absolutely. That was a totally okay. this is the XFL moment. Yes. But this guy, who's about to come onto the show, gave us a this is the XFL moment for all the right reasons, for all the reasons you're looking to for as an as a player. 
if you're a player going into the XFL, a night like Martez Carter had that night against the D.C. Defenders, might have been an afternoon game, I keep saying night, but a, night. a game like that is what you were looking for as a player, getting your face out there, getting your name out there, and showing that you could play ball. This dude played ball in the XFL, and if you ask me, the XFL 2020 version of He Hate Me. That's who we're about to have on the oh, show. Oh, but better. But better. I don't think He Hate Me had he, he Hate Me had a cool name. That was about it. He did get to the NFL after That's true. XFL 2001. Yes, but but in terms of entertainment and what what the XFL was trying to bring, both aspects, right? Negative and positive. He brought the positive. You're right. Nobody more exciting than Mr. Excitement. Mr. Cloud crowd pleasing Mr. Excitement. And here he is. It's time now. Are you ready? If you're ready for some excitement, we're going to inject it into the show in this week's hot read. A good crisp interview with Mr. Excitement himself, running back from the LA Wildcats, Martez Carter. Six to the board! Six to the board! Mr. Excitement, welcome to This is the XFL Show. Man, how's life been since the unfortunate end of the 2020 XFL season for you? It's been okay, man. Uh, I'm taking a lot of alternate routes right now just to, you know, still keep the boat afloat. But, uh, hey, the pandemic is uh, slowing everybody else down. But, unfortunately, I'm, I'm still rowing, man. I'm still rowing. Same with us, man. That The, the league folding had us rethinking the show. We took hiatus. We brought it back. And we said, if anything, we'll get to talk to some of the players and coaches that were involved in the league. So here we are talking to you, bringing some excitement back to the show because we feel like there's been nothing to do the last few weeks. We're not going to ask you to do a backflip or anything, but we're going to check in on what life was like being a Wildcat, Brian's favorite team. Yeah, my favorite team. How was it playing for the Wildcats, Martez or Mr. Excitement, uh, compared to college and Grambling? Um, it was actually the same. You know, uh, my head coach was relatable to. Uh, the team was very family-oriented. The coaching staff were very family-oriented. Everybody was close. And when you have uh, a team in which you call your brothers and uh, your coaches are more like father figures than coaches and, you know, or older mentors, you know, with a lot of wisdom, uh, that makes you play better with a team. You know, that makes you uh, block better. It makes you go two times harder on a play, you know. So uh, being family-oriented kind of helped uh, us out a little bit. But I, it had the same vibe as if it had at Grambling. It was very family-oriented. You know, I had a chance being in L.A. myself to be around you guys a lot. I was in uh, Vegas, actually, for, for minicamp. I was in uh, at the stadium right before the season started for that uh, – tailgate and i saw the family um you guys were always having fun it always seemed like right, right, Same right. On stage always joking around you know, right. practice coaching with coach moss specifically i don't think that man ever greeted me with a handshake it was either a headlock or a bear hug a uh, headlock <laughs> uh what about coach moss any good stories with him how did how did uh, being under him you know work for you the xfl um it, it was it was it was tough though because he was a defensive coach you know so uh, the offense always had to be two times better than the defense in order for us to get a dub at practice. But the way that he instilled um, camp and the way that he handled camp, uh, we did things that most team wasn't doing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a little bit of more contact, uh, a little bit more physicality. And when it came time for us to, you know, face another jersey, uh, the 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 competitiveness came out of us, and uh, just the way that he operated made us play three times harder because practice was five times harder. Yeah, and your guys' practice, we we got to go to one of them. I did at least, and they look like they're competitive as hell. Intense. So much fun, intense. You guys are, and you're playing. Uh, you know, you're you got Norm Chow on on your side of the ball. And then you have, and then you had Josh Johnson come on, come onto the team later. I was, I've been wondering what players' reaction was when you guys saw the video clip, at least, of Josh telling Norm Chow, "Call plays, call oh, down." I was, I was, I was right there. I was live and direct. But <laughs> the thing about it is, uh, Coach Chow always tells us, you know, what I'm saying the coach is always right, you know. So um, in in that in that moment, Coach Chow was just telling everybody at practice, you know. Don't panic. Uh, don't let fatigue set in. And I think he panicked. And uh, I think Josh just relayed back to practice when he was like, just let me call the plays. 
So, okay. So Josh was like, just call the plays, you know? So we harped, we harped on that because we just wanted to play football and not let anything outside of football determine the, out, the outcome of that game. And, and you guys, as an offense, were, were starting to click, putting together some, some magical games. You had one of the best nights of any one player in the XFL in 2020. The season. Not just in like all XFL. of 2020. In all of football in 2020, I'd say. Hell yeah. Definitely with the celebrations and, and the camera work you were getting on the sidelines, man. That night you scored three touchdowns. Did you have those celebrations planned? Did you know that you were going to be on TV? Did you have something ready for the interview? What was it like going into a, a game in the XFL knowing that if you have big plays, you're going to be all over that camera and you're going to have a lot of opportunity to get your face out there? Um, going into that game, and I knew I would have an opportunity. Uh, the first two games, I didn't get any running back snaps. Um, for what reason, uh, you know, I, I remain unsaid, but um, – Coach said, I'm going to give you a shot this game. So um, at some point, I knew if those guys didn't have a lot of success, I would be able to step in and play a little bit. But me going into that game, I know the type of player that I am. All I need is a chance. Norm Child was a little bit uh, fragile with the with the decision to let me play because of uh, the lack of the playbook that I had knowledge of. So uh, when, when those guys wasn't having the success that, that he wanted, he was like, okay, I got to put one of the best athletes on the field and we'll just tell the joker where to go, you know? So that's what Josh was doing in those headsets. He called a play and he told me exactly what I had. And I'm an athlete, man, and I'm one of the best athletes probably that that, that be on the field with the other 11 guys, with 10 guys. But all you had to do is tell me which way to go. And uh, college – I just took all my celebrations from college, and I always wanted to do a backflip. Uh, me and Tyreek Cohen um, uh, from North Carolina A&T, the, uh, the Chicago Bears returner, we always decided that we was going to do a backflip. If you look back at film, whenever we're kneeling the ball and the guy that's furthest back, uh, whenever we kneel the ball, he is a backflip. So that's something that we always did, and the rest of the celebrations just came from college. Well, and different you were from just college, like, it's more. He was he was just like it's morphin time on that night, right? You were you were throwing out the Power Ranger references <laughs> and the, on the sideline too. And I the, was all Jenny, about that. Jenny, Jenny brought that out of me though. Jen, that, was, that was Jenny Tess doing. She's a great reporter, man, and um, she she did some digging and uh, brought all of that good stuff out in order for you guys to see what kind of character I really am, which was a great idea in my perspective. Well, you mentioned that because that's something that, you know, you, you might have been doing the same celebrations in college. You might have been having the same big plays, but you didn't get that camera in your face right afterwards to kind of show your emotion. That has to be one of your favorite parts of the XFL, right? That was by far the best and the worst thing they could have ever done because I <laughs> eat I eat the camera up. That's just me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm very into social media. I'm very into, you know, publicizing myself and. Uh, that publicity was great publicity. You know what I'm saying? I see my face often everywhere. People using six to the board. We went up, we went over. Like people, they still use that to this day and tag me. And that's just a way that I can stay connected. Yeah, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's a way I can stay connected to my fans. You know, if they post that and I reshare it and comment on it, they still feel connected to wherever I go next. So I'll still have that support from all of those fans that got to share the XFL experience with me. I was, we're, me and Alan, I think you and I were in St. Louis covering that game that week. I was so bummed I was not in LA for that one. That's the one that I, I like of all my regrets, that's right. the game I wish I was in person for because it just seemed like everybody was having a great time that night, especially in LA. I mean, you were facing uh, the defenders who were 2 and 0 at that time. Everyone picked them to win that game. And here you Correct. guys come with this explosion of offense and character uh, and, uh, and charisma. Oh, man, I wish I was there. And my birthday was the next week after that. So I was pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I was pumped. I was pumped. Right after the game, they named me the starter for the next game. But unfortunately, I had ripped uh, I ripped a piece of my hip bone out and strained my groin. I still played the next game, but it took literally all seven days in order for me to even step foot on the field for the Vipers game. Which was maybe the game of the year. I mean, that yeah. game was just off the hook in terms of how competitive, high scoring, yeah. exciting for fans to watch. Yeah. You were a part of that, and well, I mean, I, I just – I was watching these games all year long and waiting for a game like that. We finally got it, and I think that's because you guys were getting into the groove and understanding the rules a little bit better, understanding each other a little bit better as a team because that's what's most important in football. Correct. But I just – I was just thinking, like, what what changes did you experience 
in, in terms of the rules that were maybe harder to grasp or you were all about? Like what stood out in the rule book to you as a player? Uh, the kickoff return rule. And then, um, well, they, they changed the point return rule uh, uh, quite a bit in the process of us going into it. So what you guys saw was like the final draft of what was going on at first on the point return. Uh, it was just like the Canadian League. You have to give them a five-yard halo. Uh, so they had that in effect, but then they um, took that off or whatever. But the kickoff return, however, strikes me. I like that. But also, it can hurt you at the same time. You won't have a lot of success. You know, you have to throw trick plays in there. You have to do a lot of trickery in order to have some success unless you hit that thing smoking. And that's one thing I learned. If I'm going to hit it smoking while they, you know, still with their feet flat, trying to see which way I'm going to go, then by all means, you know, just crash dummy with no seatbelt on, hit it smoking. (laughs) So the uh, the kickoff yeah the kickoff return rule and the point 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 uh, with the special teams in itself you know and the way the two point conversion goes you know that that's a little bit different you know so I'm taking a survey though here now Mr. Excitement we want to know going into twenty we got a whole year of build up to XFL 2022 so anything you want to let it be known in terms of the rule book that you think should be added or taken out that was in 2020. I actually like the way it's going right now. And I feel like the way The Rock will come in and incorporate uh, a lot of people that he knows. I just feel like the personnel that he has access to will put more people in the stands. You know what I'm saying? Like just if Jenny Ted and Kevin Hart come and taste a game or, or, you know, or doing the sideline interviews or whatever the case may be. I feel like everything that they have going on right now is being put into perspective perspective but they're going to take a lot of stuff from the players i'm pretty sure that survey is going to be asked from the players like how can we you know say make this whole process better for you guys but right now i wouldn't really critique anything as far as uh the way that it flows i actually like it me myself what what about during the season we loved it and that's why we're still here right even uh you know as we hope for more football here in the spring but did did they take your input during 2020? I guess it's a question we never really get to ask players is how much of your, hey, coach, I don't know about this punt rule or, you know, I don't know if this is actually going to work. Did they actually ask for your feedback, you know, Sam Schwartzstein and company when it came to, like, the rule changes that they were trying to implement? Yeah, most certainly. Um, so what happened was the, the punter, the kicker, and the long snapper on our team had done quite some time in the NFL, and then they had questions that sparked questions within us. And whenever we took it to our coach, which, you know, was our GM and the defensive coordinator as well as the head coach. He took it um, to a higher power, and then uh, they reached out to us, and then they took whatever we had questions about and kind of critiqued it into which everybody would be able to have some success or or be able to uh, play by the rules, per se. Bryant doesn't want to ask this, Mr. Excitement, but I got to. What's what's someone who's not on the Houston Roughnecks reaction when you hear fans try to call them the uncrowned champions just because they hadn't lost the game yet? Uh, they haven't played against Mr. Excitement, you know. Uh, <laughs> the thing about that is uh, going into the Houston game, I, I found out the morning that we was getting on the bus that I wasn't playing. I was extremely hurt because uh, you guys see what I'm capable of. Uh, but like I said, due to the lack of playbook that I had, um, knowledge of I wasn't able to travel but uh, by far y'all see uh, there's no disrespect to any of my teammates any of my anybody but I'm probably one of the best running backs that we had I could have played fullback for us as you've seen I scored a touchdown on fullback I've scored running back touchdowns I can catch out the backfield you can line me up at slot but I had a lot to offer to that roster regardless of whatever the case may be that had prohibited me from traveling to those first two games but um, like I said, I feel like if we had me to extend those drives with, along with Josh, then we wouldn't have had those problems with those guys putting up those points. We barely lost to the Houston Roughnecks, but if they – it's like Josh too, that, that game, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Josh we didn't have Josh. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and we, and we just brought the quarterback that we had out there, and then we had to put big two out there. But like I said, if we had the pieces to the puzzle, that's just like Lamar not playing. You see the difference in last night's game and the, the games before. Uh, he was able to extend those drives and, and, you know, make it a little easier on everybody else. Because if Mr. Excitement was there, they was going to load that box up. You hear me? 
Yeah, they would have. That was a different Wildcats team week one yeah. than we saw the rest of the season for damn sure. For damn sure. Most certainly. Uh, Martez, I guess the last question we'll ask you here, and I think it's something we've asked everyone here, but I don't want to ask it too directly. Uh, what are your future plans in football and, and, and for the coming season and coming you know iteration of the XFL? Okay, so um, I got a couple of tryouts coming up for future contracts in the NFL. Um, I can't pass a physical right now. That's why I haven't been wasting any guys or any uh, team's uh, time because I tore my Achilles. So uh, I've just been slowly grinding and uh, staying out of the I, – I didn't announce the – this is the first time I actually talked about my injury. But uh, I tore my Achilles in uh, August the 5th. So right now I got about three months of rehab left. Uh, I can I can move around, run, jump, sprint, jog, run routes, but I don't know how to do it if I had uh, some resistance on it, if I was getting tackled or trying to break away or things of that nature, and I don't want to hurt it. So after I heal, man, I got a couple of future contracts. If I don't make a roster, whenever they bring the XFL back, I'm pretty sure those guys will extend your invitation, and y'all will be seeing me in spring ball again just shredding it up. I can imagine how excited Mr. Excitement was when he heard that Danny Garcia and The Rock bought the XFL, right? Hey, look, that's right up my alley. Those guys are guys with a lot of character. <laughs> they are going to bring out the best athletes, and they're going to make sure this thing is handled properly. So when we come back, I feel like it would be a better situation for the players, not only the coaches, but the whole organization. So um, I feel like it's going to be handled correctly because he got a glimpse of, of how it's supposed to be ran, and I think he's just going to add on to that. And I feel like it's going to be absolutely something to look for in 2022. And like I said, if I don't be back in the NFL, hopefully I can be back shredding up that XFL field. Put well, six well, to the board, baby. Well, yeah, six to, Mr. Six I need your- to the board. <laughs> Uh, I uh, I I found your card in one of my top stacks. I'm gonna have to like maybe get your address after this. You have to send. It. I'm gonna send it to you. And maybe you can sign it for me. Or something. Most definitely, I'll sign it and <laughs> ship it right <laughs> back, man. <laughs> yeah. That is nice, though. That's nice. <laughs> you want to see it again? Here, here, here. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. send it. Oh to you. yeah, that's that nice. <laughs> Look at that. That's nice. Lovely, a crop top jersey. That's my favorite part of the. Yeah, I'm, I had my Zeke <laughs> Elliott going. Th- that my I had a little Zeke in. <laughs> I love Zeke. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Excitement, we appreciate you joining us, man, and good luck healing up and with the tryouts coming up. And we're going to be riding on this road to 2022 the whole way through. So you are welcome back on the show anytime, man. Anytime you guys need me, man. I'm I'm so thankful for you guys letting me be a part of your platform. Um, anytime you guys need me to come back on, any questions, concerns, or inquiries, man, just hit me up, man. You guys are amazing. Thank you to Martez Carter. For that good, crisp interview, breaking some news, suffering a little bit of an injury during this this hiatus from football for him, but he's looking to get back in it, and we wish him the best of luck. And damn it, I hope he gets to the NFL with these tryouts, Brian, because like I said, the XFL 2020 version of He Hate Me, He Hate Me did go on to play for the Carolina Panthers. I could see Martez Carter doing his thing in the NFL, and if not, definitely in 2022. Definitely, and I think he he's dedicated himself to to. to... <laughs> Definitely, I think he's dedicated himself to at least try uh, to get to the, uh, the XFL and the NFL for sure. So, thank you to Mister Excitement Martez Carter. It was a pleasure talking to him. I'm sure we're gonna try to bring some more uh, of these players. And honestly, I'm, the only reason I talked to him is because I want him to sign my XFL uh, tops card. So, get that you. address. Yeah, get that address. Send that to him. Don't forget. <laughs> and uh, look for more good crisp interviews coming up players, coaches executives, people involved with the XFL, we're looking to bring them back onto the show so we could check in on them so we can learn what they're doing right now, get their insight from when they were in the league, I was very interested hearing Martez Carter kind of rave about the rules and how he's kind of he's on our side, it's good to hear it from a player I don't feel like I'm just fanboying it when I say I appreciate the rule book as is and hope it remains intact. Martez Carter told us as much. That was my favorite thing we took from that interview because we're hoping that that rule book stays the same. <laughs> At least Bryant and I are. But we'll see. We'll see who else we get on the show. Maybe we'll get someone on the show next week when we're live, baby. Live on YouTube and Twitter, Bryant. I cannot wait. A holiday we will be treat live. for everybody. Holiday treat for us? Holiday treat for you. Uh, live this is for week. you. Episode 148, 149, excuse me. This is for you. 
we will be live uh, to take your comments and questions and just have a good old time. It'll be casual, super cash. Maybe not uh, Alan in a robe in front of a fire casual, but it still will be uh, somewhat casual. Regardless, uh, if you can't make it, make sure you hit hit up our fan line, 724-565-4XFL. Leave us a comment, text, uh, call us, do whatever you need to do. You can follow Standard us. Standard text our... messaging rates apply. Thank Don't you very forget. much. Uh, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show. Uh, you can also tell your friends about us. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast gimmick. We drop every single Friday morning. Oh, and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, the button's below is... us if you're watching yes. on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. <laughs> YouTube.com. Especially slash. for that live show. That yeah. live show, they'll get the alert when we're live if they subscribe, right? They got to do that. Yes, they will. YouTube.com slash this is the XFL show, the official YouTube page of the XFL show. Who is your favorite Power Ranger? Red, all the way. Jason, baby, all the way. Red. All the way. That's what it's all about. I didn't want to ask Martez Carter. probably still would have said Jason. Me? Um, Tommy. Billy was blue. Tommy's green. Zach was black. This is. Tina was yellow. Kimberly was pink. Trini. Trina. Trina, not Tina. Trina. Trina? was the yellow range. This Trina. Is 30 years ago. Come on. You have to know your, your Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Martez Carter, though, my new favorite Power Ranger, a real-life Power Ranger. I didn't want to ask him that question because that would have, just like the end of the show, derailed the whole interview. But now I'm going to circle back with him and find out who his favorite was, and then we'll let everyone know <laughs> and hopefully have him back on the show. But... Thanks to him again. Thanks to all of you for subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube. We appreciate you. And next week, we're going to have a lot of fun together live on YouTube and Twitter. It's going to be a blast. And we're going to have some, some, some fun. It's going to be some holiday cheer right here on This is the XFL Show. Yep. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, uh, Pretty Easy Podcast app. PrettyEasyPodcast.com. Get started today, folks. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's the best, the best, oh my goodness, the best, absolute best podcasting experience you could ever have. And all you have to do is go to prettyeasypodcast.com. It is really, oh, such a load off our shoulders working with them. But I digress. We got to get out of here. We'll see you next week live at XFL Show on Twitter and, of course, the YouTube channel. Until then, for Bryant, oh, wait, you're over there, for Bryant, I'm Alan and Martez Carter. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.